Hey, Outcomes Rocket Nation, Saul Marquez here. I wanna talk to you about practicing virtually. Fullscript is a virtual dispensing platform that helps practitioners dispense professional grade supplements and improve patient adherence from anywhere. For example, when you write a prescription, it's sent directly to patients via text or email. And when they place an order, the supplements get shipped right to their door. It has the most comprehensive catalog of products and has adherence tools like refill reminders and auto reorder. It's loaded with features like EHR integrations, patient wellness content, evidence-based protocols, and adjustable profit margins. Best of all, it's free. So try Fullscript today. If you're considering adding supplements to your treatment plans, visit fullscript.com rocket for an extensive guide on supplements and drug nutrient depletion and interactions. Visit fullscript.com rocket. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez is here and thank you for tuning in again. I have the privilege of hosting Tim Lance today. He's the president and chief operating officer at Care Syntax. Before that, Tim was also the senior vice president and general manager at Century Data Systems. And previous to that, managing director of Supply Chain Academy. He's had multiple leadership roles across the healthcare industry. And today he's gonna be talking to us more about health technology and what they're doing to impact global healthcare markets with their work at Care Syntax. So Tim, such a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you, Saul. It's great to be here. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So before we get into the work that you guys do at, at Care Syntax, tell me a little bit about you and what inspires your work in healthcare. Yeah, no, happy to. So, uh, you know, for me, it's uh, it's been an interesting journey into healthcare. I think a lot of people, you know, get into healthcare sometimes because their parents are involved, and I was no exception to that. So, uh, my mother is a clinician. She was in healthcare for thirty years, and uh, I, I learned from a very early age how important it was to have a, a well functioning, high quality, affordable healthcare system uh, in any community. But I also got to see how complex it was uh, for my mom, both as a clinician as a as a you know administrator in healthcare. Um, I watched a lot of the challenges that she faced. And so I promised myself that I would never work in healthcare. And then when I graduated from college, I immediately started working in healthcare. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love um, it. And, uh, you know, I think today, you know, almost 20 years later now, right, what um, kind of keeps me excited and, and getting up every morning excited about what we're doing is, um, you know, I experienced firsthand during my time, uh, I spent several years with, with Huron Healthcare and I worked in the front lines, uh, you know, I'm not a clinician, but I work side by side with doctors and nurses and social workers and case managers to try to improve uh, communication and coordination and, and, you know, clinical care. And so I've seen firsthand how complex it is and how difficult it is, but how critical it is to, you know, to our communities and to our societies. And um, in some ways, I think it's, uh, it's a little bit how I feel about golf, right, as you can have a yeah. kind of a, a tough round in golf, but you have that one magical shot. Um, and that keeps coming back for more in healthcare is a little bit that same way. I think we tend to fixate sometimes on all the problems in healthcare, but then you are on the front lines and you watch how you can save a life, right? Or, or keep a family together or bring somebody back from the brink of death. And I think that, you know, there's no greater thing that, uh, that I'd want to spend my time doing than, than trying to increase the number of great shots that we have, um, in our healthcare system. So. 
Love it. Yeah, it's those those wins that keep you in the game for the long haul. Exactly. And, and, and so you appreciate you sharing that. You know, it's so funny. You're like, I'm not going to get into healthcare. You graduate, <laughs> you're in healthcare. <laughs> yep. uh, it, so. There's something about, something magnetic about the purposeful kind of impact you could have in healthcare. And I, I, and I share that with you. And I think a lot of listeners share that with us, uh, Tim. And so tell us about Care Syntax and, and what you guys are doing to add value to the healthcare ecosystem. Yeah, so I think, uh, you know, Care Syntax is, um, you know, we're very focused uh, on surgery and on the OR, which I think in some respects, especially in the U.S. a little bit, is oftentimes, I don't want to say overlooked, but when we think about population health and a lot of the trends in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, we tend to hear a lot about chronic disease management and end-of-life care and these kinds of things. And we're very focused on surgery, which, you know, if you take a step back, you know, it's a uh, it's not the majority of cases in our healthcare system, but it is certainly the majority of revenue in the healthcare system for most hospitals comes out of the OR. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also a place where from a quality standpoint, um, you know, a lot of quality problems can begin in the OR um, you know, if those surgeries aren't optimal. So this is where we've chosen to focus. And, uh, you know, and our vision as, as a business is to really enable caregivers to save lives. Uh, and specifically for us, kind of our big vision is millions of lives around the world you know, to be saved through use of our technology by, by those caregivers at the front line. So that's really, really where we're focused. And I think, um, you know, when we think about adding value to the ecosystem. Uh, I like to look at it in a couple of ways, but I think the thing that makes us really unique is that we've, you know, we've chosen to look holistically at the healthcare mm-hmm. ecosystem and within that world of, of the OR and try to look at stakeholder alignment. So you have kind of your clinical stakeholders, your financial stakeholders, stakeholders in operations and supply chain, and then obviously the patient. So we really try to look with our technology at how we can bring those key stakeholders together, right, and and drive convergence there. And then we do the same thing around the process side. So looking at kind of that end-to-end process of what it takes to deliver a high-quality, safe surgery. And so you've got, you know, operational components, throughput, capacity management, logistics, supplies, uh, and then you've got quality and safety, and then you have all the analytics and learning and research and development that comes on the back end, and that sort of, for us, creates this continuous cycle. So that's really where we look to add the most business value is by bringing those stakeholders together uh, and by creating value, not just in one small facet, but looking at how we can create end-to-end value. I think that's really great, Tim. So both clinical insights as well as operational and overall just just making this high revenue area of care where outcomes are so important, um, even more efficient. Uh, and, And so tell us a little bit about the areas you've been able to offer the most value and what makes you guys different than what else is out there? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, uh, you know, our key areas we have, um, the business had a great evolution. We started out really, you know, seeking to grow a, a kind of a large footprint in the operating room. Um, you know, we believe strongly and our founders are, are both come from kind of legacy healthcare families as well. Uh, so they had uh, I think similar experience to me, except I think they always knew they were going to sort of be in healthcare because that's where their their family legacy was. Mm-hmm. Um, but they believe really strongly that you know in order to affect change in healthcare, you really have to be at the front line. So the the early days of Care Syntax, we're about a six year old business, was really spent you know physically being in the operating room. So we have um, you know part of our platform of products is really geared around you know workflow management in the OR, looking at you know how to how to capture moments in the OR, uh, you know, from an image perspective, from a video perspective. And then we've evolved 
from there into looking at kind of that operating workflow, right, of, of how you sort of manage the throughput of patients through the ecosystem. Uh, and then probably mm-hmm. most recently for us is really now evolving into that next level where we're getting into kind of the, uh, you know, clinical safety, coaching, training, education. So we have those three components to our platform. And really how we view this is now the ability to kind of have, I guess, end-to-end risk management around surgery. So that's tend to how we talk internally a lot is about surgical risk management from the time before a patient even comes into the OR all the way through till the patient is, you know, is through their surgery and then kind of post-operative. And I think what makes us unique and and sort of differentiated against what's available is that end-to-end management of the surgical ecosystem. So to be able to take people from the very beginning all the way through the analytics and the safety and quality and and technical improvements on the back end. And it's also that end-to-end platform structure that's enabled us to be in a position where we can converge these stakeholders. So I think, uh, you know, when I look across the industry, a lot of people are working with hospitals and then you have pockets of companies that are working with med tech companies and you have insure tech. Uh, we're really unique in that we actually serve all three of those markets. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, and those are the people you need all those guys to collaborate in order to really, I think, affect change on a massive scale. And our platform's robust enough where we've been able to bring those those stakeholders together. That's really great. And, you know, it's a complex business. And there's a lot of stakeholders, like you said, to be able to bring them all together and, uh, you know, do some of the things that you guys are doing uh, is impactful. So, so I'd love to learn more of some specifics, Tim, of a typical routine, whether, you know, whether it be a, a hip or a knee or a spine or, or whatever, some ENT stuff, like talk to us about what a typical workflow could look pre and then post care syntax. Yeah. So, um, Let's, we could take I mean, a lot of surgical examples, but let's take, for example, um, you know, let's take a total knee uh, mm-hmm. case or a, kind of an ortho case. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'll put it even in sort of, you know, real context with, with what we're seeing in coronavirus. So one of the things that, you know, we're working a lot on is sort of how our technology is leveraged in a virtual care environment. Yes. So we'll kind of do a pre and a post. If you think about, you know, in a, in a, a pre-care syntax and even a pre-COVID world, right, you would have a case. Um, you know, there'd be a medical device rep, you know, who would be in that case, and they'd be bringing in some of the tools that were needed for that case. They'd go through the surgery with the surgeon and the the surgical team, the nurses, et cetera, and the techs all kind of working together. That patient leaves. Maybe they have a good outcome. Maybe they have a bad outcome. Let's say that they have a negative outcome and they have to have a revision or they have a post-operative infection, right? Mm-hmm. How do you understand what the root cause of that was? Uh, you have today from a, you know, from a workflow and documentation perspective, we have the electronic medical record, but a lot of that is, you know, it's the personal recaps of the teams when they get time to document it, right? There's a lot of templates in the EMRs nowadays, you know, all of my kind of physician colleagues, that's one of the things when I get together with them that they always talk about is just the amount of documentation burden and how difficult it is to sort of write everything down and do it timely and make sure that it's accurate. And so, you know, that would be sort of your pre-world, right? As I have a case, maybe it turns out well, maybe it doesn't. I'm not really sure necessarily if it turns out poorly, why, right? I can go back and try to read through the documentation, but it's a difficult position. It's a he said, she said in a lot of cases, or maybe there's no documentation. And then you translate that into a care syntax world. So imagine, you know, a hospital equipped with our platform where, and I'll take it in a post-COVID landscape, um, you know, maybe the hospital wants to limit the number of people in the operating room because they want to keep infection risk down, right? So you right. could have the medical device rep 
because their company is interoperable with our platform, maybe they would remote into the case from a command center. So all the pre-prep would be done because of the scheduling and the front-end management, right? The rep would know exactly where their cases were and when. Um, they would join the case and remote in uh, through our platform and still be able to guide the surgeon and the surgical team through that case. Um, but that case would now have, in addition to the normal electronic medical record, right, it would be fully documented in video. So we could see any time in a case where there was a challenge or there was a decision that had to be made, right? And you would now complete that case. And let's say on the back end, there was a negative outcome, right? Now you're equipped to be able to go back in with that pure source of truth and say, let's go review that case, right? Is there something we did, you know, mechanically in the case? Is there something that we, did we miss something in the checklist? You know, was there any point in time with the closure or the wound treatment post-operatively, right, where we could have done better? Um, and it gives you the ability to really understand exactly what happened. A, you're mitigating potential risks up front. And then B, if there is a negative outcome, you can go back and really understand at every facet along that surgery, you know, what could have been done better? Did we use the right products? Was the surgical technique good? Right. Is there anything that we could have done that would have made that outcome better? And then you can factor those improvements you know, into future cases. Or if you're the medical technology company, you could factor those learnings into improved products. Right. So right. this, again, is kind of where you bring the stakeholder convergence in um, to the mix. And then we also I mean, we're doing a lot of partnerships now with, um, you know, with insurance companies as well, because they have you know, they're vested in those top quality outcomes as well. So now you get all these stakeholders have the same interest. Right. Which is. How do we learn and how do we guide the process to optimal outcomes? Well, I think that's really neat. And being able to have everything live and available post-op is certainly an asset. Have you ever run into just a, maybe like stage fright? You know, somebody says, oh, I don't want to do this on video. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's a pretty common, common thing. And I think uh, there's a few ways that we've handled that. Uh, mm -hmm. One is, you know, in the United States, we are... Uh, an approved patient safety organization by the federal government. So if, uh, if a hospital in the U.S. is using our system, you know, all of that uh, kind of work that's done to review and, and sort of analyze the case for quality is considered patient safety work product, right? So you can actually operate that environment in a very sort of safe, protected way um, from a litigation standpoint. That's usually kind of the number one thing that people are worried about is, gotcha. is sort of the litigation. But I think, uh, you know, as we talk to surgeons, there's actually kind of see the technology and think through how they would use it. The, um, the response has been really, really positive for us over the past, I would say, 12 to 18 months as we start to introduce this broader ecosystem into the market. Um, and if you think about other industries, uh, I like to use sports as an example or the airline industry. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's really the use of data capture and video and analytics that has enabled, you know, in the case of aviation, for it to be extremely safe. You know, if you chart aviation deaths versus surgical deaths, uh, I think it, you'd be, it's staggering, right, to oh, see yeah. how safe aviation is and how dangerous the operating room is. And uh, so that's, that's, I think, an easy compare. But think about athletics, right? I mean, you know, you go to put together a good baseball team or a good football team, right? And you have, you know, literally hundreds of hours of video footage on every single player. And these are players at the top of their game, right? Right. Um, but these guys are still, they're going in every day to practice, you know, and Tom Brady every day is still watching film, right? He's right. still looking to see what he can do better and how he can be a better quarterback or how they can run a play better. And I think we're seeing that from, you know, from the top surgeons is, you know, they know they're the top surgeons, but they also recognize that, that they still want to see that footage, right? They still want to, 
know how they can up their game. They still want their patients to have the best outcomes. Uh, so I think we've seen a real receptivity to it. Um, maybe not a hundred percent because it's sort of, you know, something new to introduce a little bit, but I think like any other uh, area where video is being used, we're going to see, you know, more and more adoption as we go. That's really great, Tim. And I appreciate you uh, mentioning that because look, it was the elephant in the room, right? I mean, (laughs) people were wondering it. So I wanted to ask it and it's really neat, right? So the safety piece where can't be used for litigation, huge, right? I mean, that's, that's a concern for a lot of physician and providers. And, uh, and secondly, to think of it, like a pro level player watches his games or her games, right? And does it to get better. What a cool way to continue working on your craft and and getting better and increasing the the uh, quality and and the outcomes that you're getting. I mean, super super interesting. So as you think about how you guys have improved business or or outcomes, I'd love to hear an example from you. Yeah, I'll give you maybe just a couple examples. So, you know, I mean, where our technology is currently, I mean, we're used in thousands of operating rooms around the world right now, about 1,400 in the U.S. across kind of our, the full spectrum of what we we offer. Nice. Um, so we definitely have, you know, just a lot of great anecdotes uh, and great data on, especially the sort of efficiency and, and throughput piece, right? Being able to use technology to, you know, to schedule more efficiently, to drive the surgeries more efficiently. So there's, um, I mean, literally from a business standpoint, I mean, millions and millions of, of dollars in benefit to our clients from just that efficiency and throughput mm-hmm. piece. You know, on the on the quality and safety side, uh, you know, we're we're in our earlier days of that journey, right? I mean, we're still sort of within our um, really our first year of of that product. But I'm pretty excited about this. I actually just learned last week that we are, you know, we're now sort of expecting our our first wave of real world studies that are linking the use of our quality and safety technology to improvements in uh, in surgical performance. And one of the, um, you know, kind of some of the anecdotes, I can't get into all the details because these are sort of peer reviewed publications, right, that are that are coming out. So but, um, but essentially, the kind of the general um, framework of it is, you know, like we talked about that video review, and we've had some now real world evidence uh, that's going to be published showing that by recording these cases, and then reviewing those cases in video, right, and then using that as a training and coaching and improvement mechanism for the surgeons, there is documentation that the actual technical proficiency and the technical skill of the surgeons in specific procedures has been shown to be increased pretty significantly. So on some standard scales from a, a three out of five in proficiency to a four or a five out of five uh, in proficiency. So you're taking a, you know, sort of an average case uh, and making that surgeon go from sort of good to great by giving them the ability to analyze what they're doing and be able to see that in a timely way and see it on film. Well, I think that's so great. And, you know, it's certainly a different way of doing things. And if we're going to make things better, we got to do things differently, right? Maybe not all of things, but, you know, so what inspired the idea for for this, Tim? You know, it's, it's a very unique approach. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we have uh, we have great founders. I've, I've been at Care Syntax a little over a year now. And one of the things that I, uh, you know, I've really come to appreciate as I've started my journey with with this company is just the vision of of our of our two founders. And um, I think I mentioned as well, I mean, they come from, you know, deep healthcare backgrounds in terms of family legacy. And so their vision was to, you know, to really be able to impact lives in the operating room. And they looked at that and they said, you know, how do we do that? Well, first we have to be in the operating room, right? Mm-hmm. So, so let's start working on technology that has a physical presence there that allows us to be able to understand what's really happening 
you know, and then be able to iterate uh, and kind of add on to the platform from there. And so I think that was really sort of the enabling vision was once we started to kind of learn as a company what was really happening in the operating room and started to understand where there were opportunities to improve safety and efficiency, you know, it became clear to us that uh, while video is not everything or images aren't everything, um, it's a big piece because it fills in a huge chunk of missing data, right? It fills in, you know, it really creates that sort of real source of truth uh, that you can't get from reading notes or looking at a templated form in an electronic medical record. So I think that was probably the start of it. And then it just evolved from there. I think it's great. I think it's uh, a unique approach. And the remoting in of, of sales reps is another unique approach that I imagine it's probably become maybe a focus area during these times because, you know, access is highly restricted. Can you comment on that? Yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head, Saul. I mean, it, you know, it was something that we've, we've had the capability to do and our systems have, have done for a while now. But, you know, but historically it was, you know, we were using it more for consults, right? So it was a little bit more on, on kind of a, the sort of a traditional telehealth angle, right? Where I'm in a case and I want to sort of bring in a consulting position. So I'm going to remote that other surgeon in maybe to get a little guidance or something like that. You know, we have, um, we do a lot of work with the Academy for Surgical Coaching here in the U.S. where they're, you know, they use our technology to help train, you know, let's say a surgeon in a rural area where maybe they see a case uh, that they don't see very often, right? So they'd be able to kind of connect in with an expert surgeon, you know, in another part of the country that sees more of those cases. Uh, So that's historically how we would use it in our platform. And then you're exactly right. When COVID hit and, you know, surgery started to get restricted and they started looking at infection prevention and, you know, and, and these types of problems, as we were talking to both our partners in med tech, as well as our, you know, our partners at the, the hospital and health system level, we realized that they were both thinking about the same thing, right? How do we, yeah. how do we take care of the patients? How do, we, how do we think about the safety of our reps? How do we, you know, how do we converge these things? And again, I go back to that convergence theme for us. And we kind of sat down and said, wait a minute, we're hearing this from both sides. Yeah, I think we're in, a, we're in a position to really do something here and create something uh, pretty exciting. So again, we've, we've been doing it for a while, but uh, the COVID crisis has enabled us to really think about it, maybe in a slightly different context. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it's a testament to the, to the innovative approach that you guys kicked off the company with. And uh, so it'll be exciting to see how things work out, especially now that surgical volumes are, are getting back up to, up to par. How would you say, uh, or maybe what would you say is one of the biggest setbacks you've had or experienced? And what was the key learning that's made you guys better? Yeah, that's a great question. It was actually, uh, you know, when I was preparing to, to chat with you today, I actually reached mm-hmm. out to our founders and I wanted to have a little chat with them as well, because I wanted to understand more of, uh, you know, of their journey. And um, I think the, the one that I would want to share is, you know, as we started to evolve into the quality side of our business and really bring this concept of surgical coaching and surgical safety to the market, it was a big challenge. And we had, um, as a company, you know, a couple of setbacks along that journey where, uh, you know, it was hard for us to sort of figure out exactly what the right scope was for the product line and how to bring the technology together there. Um, it was really challenging to get hospitals to adopt it. And, and I think to figure out to create the right incentives for them to make that level of investment into something that maybe wasn't fully on their radar at the time. And then it required a lot of internal evolution as a business as well, right? Because when you're going from sort of workflow and efficiency mindset into a, like a real safety mindset, um, you know, it also was a challenge, I think, for our staff to understand that evolution of the business. 
you know, I always talk to our teams about, you know, Amazon and how Amazon started out selling books online, you know, yeah. and then they sold everything, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and now they have AWS. And I, I think about, you know, what was the challenge that, that they went through internally, right? You know, went to their team and said, okay, guys, I know we're an online bookseller, but now we're going to sell, you name it. Um, there was definitely, I'm sure, some learning curve and, and, uh, and transition culturally there. So all of those things were at play for us uh, as it relates to this, this coaching and safety line of our business. And um, I think the key learning for us was, I'm going to sound a little bit maybe like a broken record, but you know, it was to kind of take a step back and expand our outlook, right? And really look holistically at the market. And that's where this whole convergence theory for us came into play. And we said, you know, there are other stakeholders in this. How do we bring these stakeholder groups together so we can create the right alignment, the right spirit of partnership, the right set of incentives so that we can actually, you know, build the right solution and then bring those solutions to market. Uh, And then on the internal side, you know, really investing in our teams, right? Communicating often, using lots of different forums and formats to to bring our teams along, to educate, to bring new people on board, right, that, that have different experiences. And I think all of that approach and those learnings have, have again, been, been confirmed by what we've experienced with coronavirus this year. Yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, it's, it's neat how you guys uh, approached it, the different frameworks around innovation. Hey, you, you could start doing something and then evolve to be something completely different, but that answers the need of the market you're serving. And you have to keep your eyes and ears open. So it's, it's, and it's sometimes it's hard to do, right, Tim? I mean, you, you could be so honed in on what you're producing that you don't stop and, and put your head up, look around and listen to what the market actually wants. And that yep. is the key. Absolutely. And I think just the, having a spirit of partnership, I think it's, um, partnering is not easy, right? I mean, it, even right. in life, right? Relationships are wonderful, but relationships require work and understanding and all of these things. And so I think in business, it's, that's the same. And I, I think back on my, I mean, I have, you know, a 20 year career in healthcare now. And I remember very clearly, I was sitting in a meeting one time with a, a hospital supply chain leader. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he looked at me and he said, are you working with, you know, with med tech and pharmaceutical companies? This was, you know, at a different company, not when I was at Care Syntax. And I said, well, you know, yeah, we, you know, we, we'd love to be able to work with those other, other groups. And he said, well, we don't want you working with them because they're the enemy. <laughs> and I, and it made me pause though, because I thought about it and I said, you know, um, you know, drug treatments are used in over ninety percent of all patient care, right? Yeah. Um, medical devices and medical technology are used in a hundred percent of surgical cases. So when you think about the spirit of partnership, you know, to have these stakeholders be in opposition to one another was crazy to me, right? Because mm-hmm. the success of the patient, right, the health of the patient, literally depends on these different groups being able to work well and collaborate well together uh, to produce the best outcomes. And I think there's been this sort of adversarial undertone uh, in our industry for a long time. And so that's another thing I think that we have to be able to get past that. We have to learn as an industry how to how to work together. Um, it's actually one of our core business principles at Care Syntax is win together, you know, collaborating with partners, customers, vendors uh, to achieve common goals, right? If we can figure out what that common goal is, which for us is, you know, saving lives, how do we work together to achieve that common objective? Uh, and that's, uh, it can be a very elusive thing. Tim, I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right. And many of us are, are you either probably laughed when Tim said that they're the enemy or you're probably like, yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reality is we have a lot of habits in healthcare and 
some of these habits may not be serving us. And Tim, you, you bring about, you know, not only, you know, operational practice and, and the work that you guys are doing at Care Syntax, but also a good mental framework around this. We let's let's all win together. Challenge yourself. Let's challenge ourselves, right? I include myself in that challenge to think about our partners differently in the way that we could partner to win together. Uh, so I think that was a that's a, such a great call out, Tim. And you know, as 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 you as as we get to the the end of this chat today, you know, what would you want us to think about, and what's a closing thought that you'd leave us with? Yeah, I think um, you know, for me, Saul, when I when I kind of look at where we are today, I think we're you know we're at an inflection point. I mean, healthcare, we've been talking about it for years, but we really are, I believe, at at an inflection point where we have to move beyond some of the the limitations that have held us back in the past. And we talked about some of them today, you know, technology partnership. But I think also, you know, especially for the U.S. healthcare system, I think a central driver of what we've done a lot as a system has been driven by, you know, what do we need to do to bill and collect on a claim? And I started my career in the healthcare revenue cycle, so I can speak pretty firsthand to that. And I think we need to move beyond some of what we've the habits, like you said, and, and learnings that we've developed in the past. And we have to invest in working smarter together and really improving quality at the individual case level. And I think if we can focus on doing that as an industry, right, that, that will ultimately scale across the system. But we have to make that decision to invest in providing the best outcome for the patient because it's the right thing to do. Uh, and I think COVID's highlighted that for us, again, in, in a lot of areas, right? And then- oh, yeah just to kind of come full circle on our, our earlier conversation, I think collaboration really is the key, right? Is to look and say, there are multiple stakeholders. How do we all work together so that we can win together? Because if we can do that collectively, providers, technology companies, insurance companies, right? Ultimately, the patient will win. The patient will be safer. The patient will be healthier. And one of the things that inspires me at Care Syntax is how many of our employees around the world have shared with me that the reason they came to work for Care Syntax is because they or a close family member or a loved one had an experience in an operating room that cost them a life or almost cost them their life or somehow kind of impacted them where their life was changed or limited forever, right, because of a, of a, a safety or quality issue. Um, but then they've also shared with me stories around how a surgeon or a healthcare team saved their life. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's, you know, I would love to have more and more stories of of a life saving or a life being restored and, you know, fewer and fewer stories of a life being, being compromised or, or somehow uh, harmed. Right. And uh, so I think that would be, I guess, my closing thought is to, you know, let's take advantage of this opportunity that we've been given to rethink our paradigms and to, to really collectively try to move healthcare forward um, with that focus on, on really, you know, making surgery safer and smarter for every single patient. What a great closing thought, Tim. And I go back to your comments about aviation, you know, and how there's monitoring and, you know, there's there's tracking there. Why why aren't we doing it in the OR? Because we shouldn't have as many deaths as we do. Uh, so keep up the great work, folks. So Tim and the team at Care Syntax can be found at caresyntax.com for the show notes today and, and all the resources and links that were mentioned. Just go to outcomesrocket.health and in the search bar, type in Care Syntax. Tim, would you like to share uh, the best place where the listeners could connect with you if they want to learn more? Yeah, sure. Um, so our website's obviously great. Uh, my, uh, my email is timothy.lance at caresyntax.com. 
And then uh, uh, my office line is 262-478-0763. And, uh, and my EA is, uh, is Karen. So if anybody calls that line, uh, it's a good way to get a hold of me and Karen can help, uh, help you connect in as well. Love it. And folks, just to clarify, Lance is L-A-N-T-Z. So Timothy.Lance. Uh, we'll also leave that in the show notes. So Tim, thanks again. This has been awesome. And I appreciate you pushing our our assumptions to pushing us to question our assumptions and helping us get a better way to make surgery smarter and safer and better for all of us. So it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really enjoyable. 